Buenos dias, mis amigos. This is April Dawn Scheffler, and welcome back to Sheffy's Sandbox. Now, this episode is one that has been percolating for quite a while. Uh, let me give you some background information first. So, Courtney Starkey has a monthly offering called the Soul Channeling Book Club. I believe it's once a month, uh, her soul will interview another soul. Now, I haven't joined the membership, but thankfully, Courtney shared an excerpt from the interview on her social media, and she prefaced it with these words. The universe highlighted this one message out of an hour of content twice via numbers. Yesterday, I asked for guidance for what to share with you from the audio version of the interview recording. The universe said 334. I couldn't imagine us hitting gold that early into our soul interview, but sure enough, it was a profound excerpt about fear and truth. So I will go ahead and interrupt uh, Courtney's blurb there to play that particular excerpt have advice for transitioning from fear into something that feels more positive? Yes. So when we feel fear, it is not truth. So that the fear is actually the gateway to your truth, to the transformation. And so when you are experiencing fear, it is meant to get your attention to touch the doorknob and open the door. So why are you feeling this fear? Where are you feeling this fear? To quiet yourself, to quiet your mind. And in that stillness and in that quietness, what shows up for you is unique to just you. Courtney continued, Today, I asked for the same guidance, but for the video version of this recording. The universe said 4240. I moved the play bar to 4240, and due to the files being different lengths, it was the exact same excerpt, but the second half of the same message. All right, so I'm going to play that recording for you now. What shows up for you is unique to just you, not to everybody else. And that is your, your gateway, your uh, pathway, your initiation into the new, the amazing, the adventure. Basically, the fear is just to point the two direction, shine the light, and say, here, look here, focus here, relax, relax here. This will help you open the door. If that voice sounds familiar to you, it's likely because I later had Michelle on the podcast. During the interview with her, I took the opportunity to bring up what her soul had said about fear and truth. Michelle had this to say in response. So I looked, I felt into it. I kind of meditated on what that 
what that whole message was about fear. And what I came up with was that that's the, with the hand on the doorknob, that is like the kind of like you're feeling it. You're kind of interacting with mm -hmm. it. And it's to me, it's a physio physiological response that it has you're to, handling it you're actually you're physically touching it and... right right you're engaging it's yeah. something that you feel physically so fear we feel fear physically right we feel it in our we get the butterflies or it's in our throat we get you know stuck in our throat our message what we want to say doesn't come out because we hold it in um, we don't do things because we're afraid but for me that whole thing was that fear is a physio physiological response to what's going up in our mind, what's happening in our thoughts, our beliefs. So a perfect example is my son, he loves the sky. He loves, he uh, wanted to, wants to be a pilot, right? He graduated from school to be a pilot. And he sent me a picture of him skydiving and he said he had the most fun. It was so exhilarating. So for him, it was something so exciting, right? And he felt excitement, not fear. If that was me, you would have to throw me out of the airplane. That would be so fearful for me. So it could be the same experience that two people are experiencing. One is feeling excitement and one is feeling fear. So when I'm afraid, when I'm feeling fear, I just go back to, okay, what am I thinking? What are the beliefs that I'm holding that's holding me back from experiencing the excitement that's beyond this thought or this belief? What's the, what's the bright, shiny, wonderful, amazing thing at the under, other end of this fear? So that helps me like oh, internalize, mentalize figure it out and then the fear is not so bad it's kind of more manageable if you will interviewing michelle the human and hearing her reflections on what her soul had shared proved quite enlightening i enjoyed the extra layer and it just emphasized to me the importance of trusting and going with it even if in the moment I don't understand and have fears of how I'll be perceived. Here's Michelle again. I didn't understand. I'm like, what are you talking about? Putting a hand on the doorknob? Are you trying to feel for fire on the other side? <laughs> are you warning us? Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I thought it was really confusing and I was almost embarrassed about saying that. But then I said, you know what? That wasn't me. So... You know, I could blame it on my soul. <laughs> so. The first time I heard this Soul Channeling Book Club excerpt was on January 11th. And there was a very specific situation that was causing me some distress. Since at its heart, it touches a very polarizing issue, I had done a, a large write-up explaining the details and the why of my fear. And then I was torn between sharing and perhaps alienating listeners in the process or not sharing and missing out on an opportunity to share a real-life application of using fear as a doorknob 
to get a grip on the truth that lies behind it. Well, on my commute to work one day, I was listening to Eric Godsey's podcast, The Myths That Make Us, specifically episode 66, Solterra 2021 Trip Report. And this is what he said. I deeply hope that this can serve as inspiration for you to share your stories when you go through something challenging. Because as humans, we feed on stories. We need stories. And the stories of your hardest moments in your life are some of the most potent medicine that you can share with other people. An interesting thing about stories that is very useful to understand is when you give someone advice on anything, there's a slight undercurrent that implies they are wrong, you are right, and there's often resistance. When you tell a story, the way that our psyches process stories, we intuitively put ourselves in the position of the protagonist. And whatever the protagonist learns in the story, we absorb it like we just learned it. So instead of telling someone you know, you know, stop eating X, you can tell them a story about a time you struggled with trying to change how you eat. And whatever you learned from that struggle, they unconsciously absorb it. And that's why stories are always more powerful than statistics, than any type of direct argumentation or advice. So stories are medicine. I thought that was beautiful. For one thing, it served as sweet affirmation of why I get such profound sense of purpose when I write and create podcasts. Anyway, after hearing Eric's words, one might think that would have given me the green light to tell my story. However, what I gleaned in that moment is that my mind loves story. And if I felt like I was having to over-explain my viewpoint and defend it so extensively, then what I really had was not necessarily a healing story. It was more of an elaborately dressed up opinion that could serve to alienate instead of help my fellow man. So instead, I want to make my story something else, something that doesn't need explanation or defense. And I can do that by going to the heart of Michelle's soul's message. One of the first things that was emphasized is that fear is personalized and individualized. My fear is not necessarily yours, nor yours mine. Roller coasters, snakes, crowds, one person's fear can be another one's thrill. It can also be so easy to minimize someone else's fear when it doesn't affect you the same way. I remember reading a post on social media from an acquaintance who is of a different political preference than myself. He vocalized a fear that at first I thought flippantly to myself, you can't be serious. That's not even a real thing. I reread it and it dawned on me, wow, he's serious. Because fear is so personalized, I realized that sharing my specific experience 
could detract from the main message I'm actually trying to share. So let's dive into this a little deeper. I think we've all heard that we fear whatever it is that we don't know. And we think the cure for fear is being in control. As Richard Rudd wrote in his book, Gene Keys, to give up your viewpoint is to give up the deep-seated need of your mind to identify with something fixed. Your mind believes that in finding a fixed view or philosophy, fear can be held in check and life will be under control. In the same book, Richard Rudd wrote something that I have found very profound when it comes to approaching whatever it is that I judge as other. He said, Remember that the other represents something inside of you that you are being given an opportunity to resolve. He also wrote, It is only through combining and balancing these two viewpoints that a third transcendent view opens up to you. It is this third view that will ultimately allow you to perceive a wider and greater reality. It is this very same process of inner rewiring that generations of masters and mystics have called the opening of the third eye. So I thought that was beautiful. (laughs) So fear can come into play when I hang on to something so tightly that I become attached to the outcome. So let's summarize. I am less fearful if I don't attach to an outcome or a dogma, but act with love out of a place of trust that things are exactly how they're supposed to be and that I'm supported and held regardless of circumstances. I am less fearful if I can approach distasteful situations or things I deem as other with curiosity to see what it has to teach me, what it's pointing to inside of me that needs my attention. I am less fearful if I can see a third view that combines and transcends that of my and my adversary's lines that we've drawn in the sand. Which leads me back to the interview featured on the onset of this episode. We're encouraged to let fear be the flashlight, the doorknob with which we can get a handle on what it is that we're meant to see next. Relax here. That can be difficult when someone I love is sick, or I'm lonely, or if I feel as though life is monotonous. But in this way, even fear is a gift. 